Scott and Liam versus Evil. Uh, so what have you been up to? Um, working quite a lot. Sounds shite. It's, it's very, very shite. I've been uh, trying to get the hot sauce business up and, uh, up and running, but um, it's still happening. It's still going to happen, but I've got a lot. There's a lot of kind of stepping stones to go over. The biggest one like is actual it, food, food hygiene and shit. Yeah, well, I think that should be relatively easy once uh, once I start to work it out and want to work through it. Uh, I've got food hygiene kind of through my work anyway, so that should be okay. But the, one of the biggest ones was um, I decided I looked at a registered trademark just to see just to see if it was if my if the name was going to work or if I was going to get sued. And they, I had a lawyer phone me the day I left an answer machine, and he's like, um, "That's that looks as if on a pre a preliminary search, um, your name for your company looks as if it's going to be okay." And I was like, "Oh, good." And it's going to it costs about four hundred pound to register a trademark, um, in the UK alone. And he says um, it's more than that to do it in the EU, but he doesn't know how BRICS is going to affect trade. So I was like, "It's like oh, good." <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it's something I'll will look at. <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be something I will look at eventually. Because um, I don't want to like start trade like make hundreds of labels and sauces and bottles and get selling and somebody's like, um, can't do that anymore. Hey, but as long as you don't call it like Scottish Walt Disney sauce, you'll be alright. <laughs> right, well, I, 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 I can, <laughs> That's I can, you'd be yeah, I can start, I can start, um, I can do everything without getting a trademark. It's just that if somebody decides to call call their business after mine, or if or if Frank's get windy how great my sauce is and just decide to register my trademark out under me, so I can't use it. Do you think that'll happen? <laughs> uh, maybe. If I'm getting to the attention of Franks, then I'm, I'm assuming I'm doing good enough for it to be my full-time job, in which case I'll definitely have the £400 to buy the trademark, so it should, it should be all right. <laughs> I, I'd like to think before you packed in your full-time job that you could afford £400. <laughs> Welcome to episode 68 of Scott and Liam vs. Evil. I'm Liam. And I'm Scott. And it's my pick. This week, sorry we're a bit late. Uh, life get well, kind of gets in the way. It gets right all up in your face, up your fucking nose, up your arse. Just oh hi, kind of like kind of like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie now, uh, do I introduce it, Scott? Do you want me to introduce? No, you it? you can bat in. It's your pick. You can you can explain uh, why you pick, chose it. <laughs> my pick is the wonderful. Beautifully shot, beautifully crafted, a bit like Citizen Kane, film from 1989 called Society. Uh, it's directed by Brian Usner, who also directed Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. And I think he was the producer and possible writer of Honey, I Shrunk or Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. You know, that's exactly the same information I wrote down. Director of Beyond Reanimator and he produced uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that Honey, I Shrunk then? I Honey, I Shrunk, guy was a producer on that. He also directed Return of the Living Dead 3, the yeah. one that you like because it has, insert names, Mum from the OC. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember Misha Barton's mum. I think. Ma- uh, yeah. Marissa. Marissa. Ah, I knew you would know. Mm-hmm. You're doing your fucking reality TV and gay TV. That was it. Uh... a homophobic <laughs> way, just... It's kind of homosexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, the OC was was all the fucking rage, man. It was with loads of our teen girls as well. 
Uh, a brief synopsis is it is society a film that you can actually give a synopsis to we can try was there one online have you got one down in IMDB it says an ordinary teenage boy discovers his family is part of a gruesome orgy cult for the social elite that turns out you can give a synopsis (laughs) (laughs) that sums it up almost perfectly what did you think of society what is, this, I, is this your what, first watch? Have you seen it before? What do you think of society or what do you think of the movie society? Because I've got a lot to say about both. Uh, in fact, let's, because we've been away for a few weeks, let's get your views on real society. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I completely hate it. See the whole, everything about it, the way that the whole you know system works, the way that government works and the way that, that um, business works and the way that money works. Money doesn't even exist, but we make it exist. The fucking the way that, you know, like you elect the government. And you, you just, you, you live certain ways to certain rules because somebody said so and somebody made it up like 40 years ago or longer. And then we just kind of go ahead because it's always been done that way. Honestly, society is absolute nonsense. If we could go to like a, 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 a utopian future where like everybody's needs are met and everybody does the same amount of, you know, kind of work just to keep, you know, the big, you know, fancy fucking world going and nobody's got... Like, you know, like the future of Bill and Ted, where it's just like the Wild Stylings is the only music that you can hear and everybody wears the same clothes and everybody just, you know, kicks about and everyone's perfect. And I know that yeah. I know that will never happen because everybody's individual and I, and I understand that as well. But see, just, you know, I hate, I just hate it. I hate it. It actually do, it does happen. Have you ever heard of North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'd enjoy, <laughs> maybe, maybe enjoy living there. Yeah, you went in a very communist rant there. <laughs> Is that what communist is? I we should all do the exact same. For, uh, just all do the same jobs and every day wear the same clothes and listen to the same music and eat the same food. And yet, yes, Glass communist North Korea. <laughs> ah, oh well. <laughs> so apart from being a commie, what are your thoughts on society in the movie? Well, I'll, I'll take you through my notes as we go, right? You can uh, jump in here or there, wherever you get them. For Bill Whitney... I've never been paranoid. Fear plays a large part in family life. I feel like something's going to happen. And if I scratch the surface, there'll be something terrible underneath. He's afraid his sister... Could you zip me up, Billy? ...is not what she seems. God, Bill, what's the matter with you? He thinks his friends are out to get him. Make waves with you, you're gonna drown. People are what they are. Now you have to learn to accept that. He's about to find out the truth. <laughs> so why, why are you guys doing this to me, huh? What, you've been living with these people all your life and you didn't know anything about this? It's far worse than he could ever imagine. If you don't follow the rules, Billy, bad things happen. Didn't you know, Billy boy? The rich have all sucked off low-class scum like you. Uh-oh, Billy. Clarissa? Don't be so intense. Now, some people make the rules, and some people follow the rules. It's a question of what you're born to. You never were one of us. <laughs> you know, you really deserve what's going to happen to you. I don't think so. Wait. Can't you see they're setting you up for something? You know how I hate to give you drugs. You're officially dead. Don't go home, Billy. No, 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 no. Bill Whitney 
is about to become one. Showtime, Billy! With society. <laughs> Who are you? Let me give you a hand, Bill. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, what you fear is only the beginning. Anything for society. <laughs> the first thing I thought is when the movie starts and he's walking around about the, his house, it's kind of set up as if it's a nightmare. You can hear someone like kind of whispering and laughing in the background. And I know I could think of that that kitchen looks pretty modern for the late 80s. I don't know if you had a look. If you saw his kitchen, it looked... It looked... I, I actually honestly can't remember seeing the kitchen. Right, and then, so then he kicks about and it turns out that um, it's it, it's supposed to be a nightmare. I think he gets woken up by his mum or whoever it's supposed to be, and he goes all emo man. My life is a nightmare. It's like a fucking big pussy. But <laughs> see, you get the tune, right? I think the wee tune starts the movie and it ends the movie as well. But that's that's a yogurt advert now, isn't it? Or is it like? Is it? It's like an advert for like was it Sainsbury's or something? And it's all the vegetables all singing the song. I've not seen that advert. It's also the song is actually the Eaton Boat song. You know, from that really pompous college, like where the Prince uh, Prince William and Prince Harry went. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that's their like kind of motto song. But they've changed the words for this movie because see, at the end when I was watching it, I had the subtitles up. So the subtitles is coming up with the words of the song. And it's about how the rich get richer and the the poor get poorer. And I'm like, that cannot be the words of the Eating Boat song. And I had to look it up, and the words have been changed, um, so they're not quite as a. Uh, I mean, the, the people who go eating they definitely want the poor to get poorer. That's, that's just without a doubt. They're all pompous fucking dickheads. Tories, every one of them. But the, <laughs> the, 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 the words of the song have been changed slightly for this movie. Welcome to Scotland versus evil versus politics. <laughs> <laughs> fucking communism and Tory chat. Yeah, we don't need... Well, I guess the Tories are a political party that supposed should exist, but the, the royal family can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I, I like to think that the eating boat races and all that are actually exactly at the end of this film. Yeah, no, they probably. And this is clearly the point of this movie. Is this movie is made to poke fun at high society? I mean, that's just there's no, there's nothing else. There's no underlying story. That's just simply to say, high society are a bunch of dickheads, and this is what they got up to. And you know, it very well could be. Obviously, without we'll, we'll get to how the last party starts, but just all fucking each other, and you know, just like in each other's pockets and all that. That's how. Tories and rich folk do you know like Tory rich folk <laughs> I don't I, all I, Tories all Tories I don't, I don't, fuck I don't, each other so hard that they morph into one another <laughs> I don't actually know what way you, you politically sit but you, you're from Scotland so sure, hopefully you're not both Tory <laughs> I, let's hope I'm not fucking Tory <laughs> after, after that tirade <laughs> but have you seen have you seen that other film I can't remember what it's called It's but it's um it was supposed to be like the Eaton's version of a frat house but it's like a you know like I'm not, a frat house is too to kind of jot not quite exactly what I'm trying to describe, but like a like one of these all all boys clubs, you know, like rich like a boys clubs for like uh, yeah, for like, type thing. Aye, but for like the British elite, and it like in Eton College and places like that, and like Cambridge and that. There's a there was a movie made, and it was about how I think it was about the club, and David Cameron, like our old prime minister, was a member of this club when he was at college, and they like they book like a, a restaurant every year and just fuck it up because they're so rich they don't care. Like there was a full movie about just about like how much they just think they can get away with. I can't remember what it's is called. Is this the same? Is this the same club where David Cameron uh, put his dick in the mouth? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. I'd like to see that movie. Uh, it's, it's called Episode Obviously. One of Black Mirror. 
Is it actually? No, it, well, it's the, the present fucks a pig. You've never seen Black Mirror episode? Oh, one? fuck, I, I have actually seen that. I'm just pretending I'm not. No, I have actually seen that. Anyway, back right. to society. <laughs> Um, so we, we get um, we get into Billy's room. No, we get into his sister's room, and uh, I think do we get boobs straight away? Would you? Um, I, fuck, I of course. Even if it was your sister? Oh no, if it was my sister, no. I don't know because she is a bit of a babe. Well, I think I could overlook the incest if, thing. Well, if you were in this family, I think you'd overlook it because they just fuck with each other all the time. But. So you get the the fat. I don't even know if he's a friend or if he's meant to be the sister's ex boyfriend or who he's supposed to be. But he bounces out the cupboard. It's the sister's ex boyfriend. And he pushes her down in the bed and puts his hand and blocks her mouth. And then Billy runs in and, and the fat guy goes, "Oh, this isn't what it looks like." Or I, I know how this looks. I yeah, look, you were full on raping her. Like there's no. You want to try to tell her a story? You were fully fucking getting on top of her. And if you don't cover her mouth, they'll hear her. Yeah, well, that's obvious. That's the game plan that he should always adopt. Um, so I think, what do we get next? I think we get to meet the mum and dad. And my notes for that is, does the dad want to fuck his daughter? Does does the mum want to fuck her daughter too? It's very, it's very on the nose, this film. Like, he's not trying to hide what it is. It's straight away going, yep, there's going to be a bit of incest here. But then I also have a question is, why is Billy treated like the help? Because he's got a, a kind of tan. Oh. Because they're all rich, because they're all rich white people. Because he's got a tan, they just keep confusing him for like the gardener. There's, there's a kind of, there's a, they touch on it a couple of times where they mention once. I think they say Billy's adopted, and at the end he says to the mum, "You're not my mother." So I think there's, there's meant to be like a deeper storyline that he's not actually part of the family, like by blood, um, but it's not really explained well. Um, I, don't, I don't think they ever touch on that at all, do they? No, I'm sure they definitely say it. They definitely mention the word adopted when they're talking about Billy and he says that she's not his mother at the end. And it's almost like they're, um, when you get to the final party, it's like they've got him for a, like a, like to make an example of, you know, like the whole, what these high society people would do, like make, make fun of the poor guy, bring him to the party just to make fun of him or like melt him. <laughs> melt him? Well, yeah, that's what they do, don't they? They melt uh, Blanchard. <laughs> right. Um... So basically, we're starting, and we're, we're, we find out that Billy's sister is getting ready for her coming out party. And coming out mm-hmm. parties are a real thing, and that's not like a, a party where someone who's been um, who's coming out is gay and having a party to celebrate themselves just being who they are, which is fantastic. And everybody should have a coming out party if they're homosexual and they've they've had to hide it for any time. However, coming out parties should just have a coming out party because that sounds <laughs> fucking fabulous. But coming out parties in high society are, I mean, it's like, I'm like, I fucking hate society. I hate high society. It's like supposed to be, she's now 16, so she's eligible to be fucked off all the bachelors or be become a, a wife to one of these rich lawyers or businessmen or whatever. And, and the they party and the parents parade her around as a as an object for all the guys to look at. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's real. That's actually what a coming out party is. Fucking nonsense. Is it still... Is it still that way now, or was that yeah. just in the eighties? No, it's, I, I can imagine it is. I've never been to one because I'm not high society, but um, I think that's for the case. No, <laughs> no, you're a communist North Korean. <laughs> <laughs> if she was in society and it wasn't one of your pal's daughters, would you not be like, "Oh, fucking love high society, man"? She's now coming out and she's like fair game. I but you'd need to be like a big, the top pompous dickhead man to get her if she's like the best. No, but do they know we just all get a shot? Well, I think it's like they just in, pass her about. In this movie they pass her about, but in real life, I don't know if they fully pass her about. Yeah, but they probably do. More than likely. 
So, right, so what, what's been happening then is that the boyfriend is caught in her room and he's trying to tell our main character, who was the boy from Baywatch. Was he in Baywatch? Uh, I thought he looked like a poor man's Emilio Estevez. I actually think he... Well, yeah. And I, but so I also realised that um, Emilio, Estevez. Emilio Estevez isn't a rich person's man, so I don't know what this makes Billy. <laughs> like proper scum class. Aye. And he... He's like, no, fuck off. You're obviously trying to rape my sister, you creep. And then the parents are quite confused as to why he's hanging about again because they obviously don't want it to mingle. Yeah. And then we get the kind of the hint that there's definitely incest happening. And then is this when he goes to his therapist? Um, no. I don't know if he's been to the therapist yet. The next note I've got is when he goes in for the sun cream and sees his sister in the shower. Oh, yeah. That's well done. For the 80s, that wee effect, the practical effect of through the shower door is fun. But see what I thought when you see her through the shower door, right? I thought that they, they give you two glimpses of this weird body changing thing that's happening to the people in this movie. But see if they didn't leave, see if they left all of that out and then you didn't see any of that until the last party. I think you'd be more mm-hmm. of a, you know what I mean? Like fucking hot up. But see, because you get it twice throughout the movie, like you know there's something weird happening. Aye, but even when I first watched this, with that shower scene, I didn't. I still didn't anticipate the actual ending. I just thought it's a kind of Cronenberg vibe, but I didn't think it would go full Cronenberg, where it was a total body horror. I just thought, right, there's something creepy. It looks like she's got like an extra set of arms, or it looks like she's maybe a guy. I didn't think it was as fucked up as it is. My note was uh, backwards boobies. <laughs> As in, you wrote boobies backwards? <laughs> no. The phrase backwards boobies? See boobs. Like, you used to write it in a calculator? Yeah. It was like, what, 5138008? That was boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, so, so I, I suppose you're right. So you're getting to see, like, a wee glimpse of this, and then, then when he opens the shower door, she's like, looks normal. Like, um, and he also st- stares at her normally while she's in the nude. For, for longer than you should um, I suppose it kind of plays on paranoia because you also get um, the tape Blanchard gives him that uh, mm. that says like it's, it's a recording of his mum and his dad and his sister that say like oh yeah we're going to my coming out party and the dad says yeah you know the drill first we dine then we copulate and then he says yeah then he's like oh yeah you'll have sex with somebody your own age first and then everyone will get a shot something along those lines but it's, it's full out. And then by the time he gets to the psychiatrist, the tape is like, sounds just normal. Like they change copulate to dancing. And he's like, no, no, that's not, that's not what I heard. So they play up this paranoia that he's like, you maybe looking at thinking, is, is something really going on or is he losing his mind? I, I think that's what the movie does quite well. And the way that, although it is a, che- a kind of cheesy 80s throwaway movie, the, the paranoia and the suspense is actually kind of there in abundance. Yeah. Like, the whole way through, you're thinking, what the fuck is going on? Because you you can never really anticipate that big ending. Uh, and then when you know that they're, they're definitely, like, fucking about the tape and stuff, it just kind of, it makes you think, oh, these bastards, I hope they get their just desserts. Yeah. I've jumped over a couple of different things because be- between these scenes, you've had the, the debate where he's in school, and this is where I've got questions again. So he's got the Letterman jacket on. He's supposed to be like the star of the football team. He's on the debate for class president or whatever it is American schools do, 
and he's got all the students behind him. And he's up mm-hmm. against like what looks like a wee geeky guy. Now, in one of the front seats, you've got, it turns out to be one of the high society guys. I think his name is it Todd Ferguson. Is that what his name is? Uh, Ted, Ted Ferguson. Ted or Ferguson. Henry Rollins, take two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's sitting in the front row and he's got the character that we later learn is Clarissa next to him. And does she hypnotize her with, his, with her vagina? Because she yeah, just jabbing stones her legs, but she's got pants on. And then he's like. Right, that, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say basic instinct, but Sharon stones her legs sums it up perfectly. Yeah. But then he completely changes his, his mind and says the opposite of what he's supposed to say because he's just looking at her opening her legs. Which is exactly how it works when you look at a vagina. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we skipped over the beach thing. Oh, I'm just getting to that, yeah. It? So the sun cream that he takes from the room after he sees his sister in the shower, this is and then he say uh, this is when he finds out his girlfriend is a bitch because she's just interested in getting a, an invite to Todd Ferguson's party. And this is where you would tell her to get to fuck. Yeah. If she made you walk over to the biggest scumbag in school yeah. and be like, make sure you get us invited to his party, you just punch her right in the fucking face. But then that's also the scene where you get two sun cream facials within about five minutes of each other. When he goes back to the, the the girlfriend after about three seconds, she is fully clean. Because she's obviously wiped it all up. Nah. <laughs> I think the, the facial thing, I quite like how it works because it's a guy doing it to her and then it's reversed when it's the girl doing it to him and you think, oh, well done, Brian, you now you've not went completely sexist there. Well, the first person, the, the, the girlfriend gets a facial off two wee boys, so he's, he's, went, he's went pedo if he's not went sexist. <laughs> It's the 80s man, you're already called <laughs> But I've got a question again, right? So he walks over to Ted Ferguson where the, the wee geeky guy who was debating against him is sitting and they all make fun of him and they're like set up to look like geeks where he's supposed to be the letterman jacket jock. But I'm like, so Billy isn't cool, but the geeks are. Now I know that the geek, I know the main geek is rich as shit and he's like part of high society and that's the, the focus of the movie, that's where the group of the movie is, but it just seems as if what you're used to and cliches for, for these types of movies that it just seems as if like Billy they could have made Billy like a different type of character. They didn't have a letterman jacket, they didn't be good at football. He could have been the geek and then the, the jocks could have been the rich high society because they're good at everything, you know? Is it maybe to show that the the kind of richness like outweighs any other class so even if he is a jock the fact that he's still he's no kind of highfalutin yeah. still means he's a loser yeah uh, so it's maybe just to show that there is there's no social class quite like the high society that trumps everything aye but that's how I took it oh yeah I agree so then after that so he goes to get an invite and he then meets the boyfriend on the beach again doesn't he uh, yeah, I think he does yes in fact that's when he gets the clip so that's when he gets the tape aye that's when he gets the tape and that's when you you then work out that the boyfriend's being in her room trying to try to record her because uh-huh. he knows something's going on and he wasn't actually trying to uh, molest her and then that's when he goes to the psychiatrist the psychiatrist uh-huh. and so the psychiatrist uh, quite quickly has changed the tape over but then he goes out and then my next note is when he tries to get the second tape already what was the second tape again? Well, the it's because he tries to yeah, he phones Blanchard to get a copy of the tape. That's not been because he's convinced that he definitely heard what he heard. And then when he goes to meet him, the van's upside down. Oh, so it's, that's quite a, a horrible scene for like a 
a kind of eighties slight comedy film. Yeah, well, like the aftermath. The only kind of question <laughs> I had to ask though is when he gets there, the paramedics are taking the putting the body into the back of the ambulance. But was he wearing the sheet when he crashed? Because that was messy <laughs> shit. You know, fucking blood everywhere. That's maybe why. That's maybe why he crashed because he was dressed up as a little ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So I he gets an invite to Ted Ferguson's party. Yeah. Yep. And then I've got what I've wrote next is he turns up to the party. I'm like, so what are you going to wear? Oh, just an old t-shirt and a scabby jacket. Like, I know I'm banging on about hating society and pretense and all that, but he is way underdressed. There's folk kicking about tuxedos <laughs> and he's fucking looking the way he does. But, just to show he's not high society, again, it's on the nose. It's, rather than him just maybe not wearing a nice, like, a kind of subpar suit, they just put him in fucking rags. Yeah, right. My next note is um, is a quote, right? And I can't remember who says it or when they say it, but it's, um, I've wrote, lean machine jelly bean. And I said, that's all I want in life is to be called lean machine jelly bean while I'm in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that happening. No, I think that must be, I'm assuming with this party, this must be when he takes Clarissa to bang her the first time. Right, okay. Because Sean has already dumped him, yeah? The girlfriend's already dumped him. Aye. But did she say, did she call him jelly bean? Because that's no, probably I, the I worst think... thing to get <laughs> in the bedroom <laughs> a jelly bean well, yeah, jelly bean the next uh, the next thing I've got is another quote and I'm, I'm assuming this is still in the bedroom as well and she's making him tea cream sugar or do you want me to pee in it <laughs> I'm like I've got that as well. this movie's starting to ramp up a tad here <laughs> but it still doesn't give you any indication of what's actually about to happen like that that's fucking weird the peeing in it but you can then just chalk that up to well, that was a that was really bad 80s dialogue there. Yeah, because then so then you move on. I think he's leaving the party. His ex girlfriend, she's a bitch because she's freaking out that even though she dumped him, she's freaking out that he's banging somebody else. And then, then he's then he says fuck you, butthead, to somebody. And I'm sure he says this to his dad. But it was his dad at Ted Ferguson's party. Uh, Must have been. I don't know. Or does he go home? Is he went home? I have I've wrote down fuck you, butthead, but I don't know where that bit comes in. It must be his dad, because then after that I've got the quote of him moving out. Yeah. My next quote is... Now, I think this is to his friend. I can't remember his friend's name is. Milo. Milo. I'm, sh- I'm yeah. sure it's to him. And he's told... Um, I think they're going to try and find... Uh... Oh, yeah, no. it's So, fuck, what did I miss about this. Billy was taken to the hospital. He was no, taken... no, that's after. I think... Right, well, right. I've skipped... Right, you want to fill in there a couple of bits till you get to me. I, right. They have sex, and then they meet... Clarissa's kind of mum, who's like, I don't know if it's a guy or a woman. It's I think it's like a, a woman who's the same age as like Billy and Clarissa. It's fucking weird. It's like, that's the only thing I can understand in yeah. the movie. <laughs> like, she just doesn't say anything. <laughs> She's just this big behemoth yeah. of a thing. Uh, meets her and then he goes home and talks to his mum and dad to her all in the bedroom, all dressed in their pants. Yeah, that's right. I massaging the daughter and all that. Yeah. And that's when you then go, right, something fucking creepy is going to happen. And then they go to the funeral for her ex-boyfriend. Blanchard. Uh, yeah. I And then I think they kind of noticed that he's either had a lot of work done or well, that the body's not real. They, yeah, well, they, 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 they kind of touched that because when I was looking at it, I remember, because obviously I put the note down that... Um, how messy it was when the when the paramedics were wheeling him away and then they go to the funeral it's an open casket I was like what what amount of reconstruction work do they need to do in that body <laughs> but then they do say that and then they poke his face and then all the skin comes away but then obviously you find out later on it's because 
it was right, a still. fake body. And then the the geeky high society guy approaches him and says, "Like, right, I, I want to have a secret meeting with you. I've got something to tell you." That's right. Is that then later on he goes to the? Does he just jump to that scene quite quickly when he then goes to the woods? I th- yeah, I think as soon as he, he says to him, yeah, because he's still wearing his um his funeral suit. So he is. He finds a car where it's kind of like as if it's had an accident. And the geeky guy's there with his throat cut. Yeah, and those graphics are actually quite good. Like, it's like the blood's still pouring out as if it's still beating from his beating heart, right. still. Oh, I did think, unless that body was like, it had just been cut, I don't think the blood would still be pumping out. Yeah, it must have, it would have been just been cut, which kind of makes the time frame work because he takes a while to walk up to the car and open the door, so. Uh, from the medical background, how long does a body pump the blood out before it if, stops? If your neck is cut that much, ugh, fuck, I don't know, man. You maybe got about a couple of minutes, most. Really? Would, it, yeah. would the heart not stop pumping though? Because it's the heart, the heart would, would keep pump, no. The heart would keep pump. Depends how how the the thingy the arteries are, are sliced. If there's no blood getting to the brain, then your body will start to shut down. If it's pumping. Your blood out. You've maybe, maybe, maybe like a minute, more than a minute, maybe less than two, because you will need to lose enough blood for the heart to then stop being able to pump. And but you'd also be shitting yourself, and your heart would be beating ten to dozen, so your blood would be like gushing at you. Ah, mm. so it's actually quite yeah. accurate then. Yeah, but it's also quite a horrible way to die. Like I don't recommend it for anybody. <laughs> I don't recommend dying for anybody. No, unless they're from your home country, North Korea, <laughs> in which case. Death has got to be better. Uh, so he goes to get the police and when he comes back, the car and the body and all that shit's missing. Yeah. And again, it just reiterates that right, something fucking weird's happening. Yeah. Uh, and the next day at school, the geeky boy's back and he's fine. Yeah, and they make, cause they make him like have a big deal about it on the debate again. Um, and then like make they make Billy look crazy, saying that the geeky boy's dead and then he just walks up as if he was late and dead smug. And just get the old mm-hmm. laugh at Billy, and he's kind of fucked. And then he goes back home, and they drug him with the doctor, and then that's when they take they take him to hospital. Right, right. And that's when Milo follows them, and he goes in straight after them, and asks where he is. And then uh, they say, "Wait, I need to go and see Billy." Yeah, I'm family. And they say, "Well, you see him. You have to go to the morgue." No, 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 no. That's <laughs> how, how Milo responds to that. <laughs> Uh, fuck where I mean so then then Billy gets back up he's back in that modern kitchen no he then leaves the hospital and that's when he runs into his pal Milo outside and he's acting really weird and he gets into his jeep already because I was looking because Milo drives up in his car in that disabled space and the next thing you know Billy runs out and his jeep's there and I was like "Uh, wait a minute is this another mistake then they, they just say that oh there's something going on see they even brought your jeep like fuck, what is actually going on here? I think that bit was just really terrible continuity. And just decided, <laughs> fuck it, just, just write it in that somebody's brought his jeep here. And then this is when it all really cranks up a notch when he goes back and there's the high society party. So it's like it's like the uh, it's like the fuck the nightmare the first time when he's walking around his kitchen and around his house. Only with the laughing in the background and stuff. Only this time, it, like it really is real. It's about to ramp up to one million. Like, it is about to get fucking crazy. I don't think that I've ever watched a movie that has upped it to this level. 
I don't think you can, you'll ever watch a movie ever again that ups it to this level. Like <laughs> even even with two two times where the bodies seem to change and contort within themselves happened before the movie and you're kind of wondering is that real is that supposed to happen this end party is is beyond beyond words like when they they bring in blanchard the guy who's supposed to be dead and he's still alive and then they just melt him like i don't know i don't i still even know what is actually happening they really melt him and then like there's one scene there's one scene where he's where they're grabbing his butt and they, their fingers go into his butt but not like up his butthole like into his butt cheeks just melt into his butt cheeks and what else happens their, their mouths all become like big elongated jelly mouths that stick to Blanchard sucking all his insides out it basically everyone kind of morphs they're all fucking so all morphs and each other and this just big fucking pipeworky skin and KY jelly how much KY jelly do you think was used that is just buckets upon buckets of KY <laughs> jelly on this movie like literally just tipped over the people because it is like <laughs> It is so slippy. Like I wonder if there was like a like a full on like sex orgy happening at the same time as filming this because this is a lot of skin on skin. See, is that if you were an actor, do you think you would have been able to do that scene without an erection? See, because they were all riding over each other, and it's so slippy. You probably would have tried to slip it in. I often wonder watching movies like if I was if I was acting this movie, would I be able to not? have a boner and most of the times like you forget obviously about all the cameras and stuff watching you but see some of the times like when you know you have to act as if you're really going for it especially if you're in some kind of sex orgy i think it would be very difficult to to not uh, pop a stoner right well nine times out of ten i would definitely as you say pop a stoner <laughs> i'd actually i think i'd be getting ostracized as much as harvey weinstein but accidentally <laughs> every time i'd go to do a sex scene it would i'd be like are you, are you putting that in me? Like, I don't mean it. Yeah, I don't, yeah I, don't think you, I don't think you can be blamed for your stoners. Like, I don't think you can be Harvey Weinstein for having an erection. That's not your fault. Aye, but if he keeps like, poking them in the thigh and all that... Then just as long as you keep apologising for it, I think you're alright. I don't know if that works. I don't know if you stand up in court <laughs> and say, well, I did keep apologising. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Right, so I think Blanchard's melted, right? Do you want to... Do you want to be the one to describe the, the best part when the um, the judge um, deals with Blanchard. Is this when it like, really kicks in with his face? He's got a cigar? No. Before the, the guy with the cigar's face changes, is it about, how, about like, when he like steps up to help melt Blanchard? <laughs> he keeps saying it as a verb when he goes up to melt him. <laughs> I don't know about your This is the scene thought... where he stands in front of Blanchard and f- thrusts his fist up Blanchard's ass, up through his oh, insides, so and out his mouth. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, everything about him is just jelly now, or I don't, I, I don't get it. Yeah, they poke his eyes his out. Head. They poke his eyes out, and then I'm sure at some point they've got eyes in his mouth and that. So, is it is is there cannibalism in this film as well, or is it like is it sucking essence? What is it supposed to be? I think it's sucking essence. I think that's the they kind of feed on the essence and spirit of the poor, as yeah. rich people do. Yeah, and. I think that's what it's all about, but that scene, I actually can't believe I forgot that, that scene's brilliant when the head <laughs> comes out, and it's so obviously the fucking practical effect head. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, oh that's the, the practical effects are good, but they're, they're, they are so obvious, man, it's unreal. They Still, were done by Screaming Mad's George, which, if I was a practical effects uh, guru, <laughs> I would want to be called Screaming is that, Mad George. Is that what you call yourself, Screaming Mad George? Screaming Mad George. That is fantastic. He's done quite a he's done quite a few things as far as I'm aware. 
he done the special effects for Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which makes sense because there's a, a few bits in Dream Warriors look like the end of this. Uh-huh. Uh, he done Bride of the Animator, and recently, I think the most recent was Beyond Ra- uh, Reanimator. Oh shit, and he directed The Giver. See that one with Mark Hamill? Yeah, yeah. For the 90s, he, he directed that and still calls himself Screaming Mad George. That's quite, um, that's quite good. I would, I would. As a, as a 60 year old, I'd like to think that Manic name, if I had one, would still stick. But you need to have something different. You can't be calling yourself Screaming Mad Liam. Why not? Well, if you he's could. 60, but... He's no, he's not got long left. I could take over. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't have a trademark in that name. <laughs> if it's only four hundred quid, if what if I trademark it first? Right. So then, uh, this is when. Oh no! This is still the the judge and the doctor, and the doctor chases him upstairs, and he's got like the, the Joker face. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's happening there. It's fucking, it's creepy looking, but yeah, it's quite even creepy though it's looking. a fucking fun, wild movie, it, it's quite sinister. It kind of looks uh, almost like a pig face, which would go towards like like high society, like, you know, like like um, Dominic Brunt's movie, the um, uh, Adult Babies, when he gave all the politicians pig faces, that kind uh, of idea, which that's what that, that's what okay. the pig face reminded me of. Like, that's what his face, the, the judge's face, or the... He wasn't the judge, but was he the doctor? His face reminded me of like a pig face, like that. It probably is, because, again, it is right on the nose, so yeah. there will be a bit of trying to make all the pigs. And then he gets into the the bedroom, and this, I think this is the best scene where his mum and dad are there. Well, see, I yeah, thought it was his mum and dad, because half of the arms were like so fucking huge and muscular, but you don't see his dad until later on, it's his mum and sister. When they're walking towards him in stop motion. It's like... <laughs> um, so the, the mum's sitting, like, the top half of her on the bed, and then, like, her legs are arms, and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And then she stands up, and it's, like, two arms, and then she's at the top <laughs> there with two arms as well at the top. And when she stands up, the practical effects on that face do not look like the actress whatsoever. <laughs> but then the sister's head comes out of the this creature's butt. Like, it's a front butt, and not mean that's not... I don't mean that as, like, a cute word for vagina. It's, like, the butt is now on the front of this body, and the sister's head comes out it. And says, "Why don't you join in or something, to Billy?" And you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" And it's like big, massive, like man hands. It's not even—I don't know whose arms they are. Maybe, it's, maybe there's a third person joined in to this creature. See if you're going to think you're a cute name for a vagina. Is front butt really what you would have picked? I don't think front butt and cute name kind of goes hand in hand. There. What would you, what would you say is a cute name? A uh, flower garden. Flower garden, right? Okay. Lilypad. Lilypad. All right, okay. That's what front front bum was. The clip pit. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a venue, actually. The clip pit. I would go to it. You would be allowed. It's a lesbian bar. All right, okay. Fuck. <laughs> um. So yeah. he he tries to climb. He's trying to climb away from this this double person creature thing that's walking towards him, and this is when. Um, someone who's crouched over on all fours um, you can see the outline behind it under a sheet, the sheet comes off and it's like somebody bent over but instead of a butthole it's his dad's head <laughs> it's butthead it's, it's, yep and then the dad goes, I guess I am a butthead 
and laughs. This movie has really taken a swift change in direction. Like this is not this is this is. I mean, can you imagine seeing this in the cinema? If it got a cinema release, you would be sitting there like you'd be your mouth would be agape. I'd actually see if like, the GFT or someone did this as a screening. I'd go just to see it in the big screen because it'd be fucking amazing, man. Like there's no other some movies. See, like a Serbian film that kind of takes it to like a nine or a ten. And it sits there for ages and then cranks it up to 11. <laughs> this really is like 2, 3 and then cranks up to like fucking 25. Yep. I've never seen a movie as mental as this and as fun. Like, did you ever think you would sit and be laughing at a guy who had an actual butthead and they were all fucking each other and putting hands up asses? Did you ever think you would watch that and laugh? I never thought that, that I would ever see that. Ever? <laughs> but I've got a question though. So after we've met the the, the mum and dad and sister and their, you know, guys, you see the the judge and the judge stands up and he's now got the birthmark the or the beauty spot that Blanchard had in his face, which gives you the impression that that is essence that they take. So I'm like, so they take on the goodness of a person, but he's still fat and old. And then he then he says <laughs> at one point that he's getting too old for this. So obviously it doesn't keep them young. So is it just like because they can? Yeah, yeah, it's just because they can. Because who doesn't want to just fuck loads of people? Well, that's another note as well. Do you think like high society sex orgies exist like that? Like obviously yeah, without the without the like the supernatural part of it, but like when people just go in and just get naked and roll about in each other's bodies and fuck each other. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Sometimes I wish that's I could why, be invited to high society parties. <laughs> that's why if you think about all high society, like a lot of them are old men and old women with younger. The younger partners. Uh-huh. So you don't have them unless you love to fuck. Yeah. What's the point? So, I, I'd say it's almost a certainty that at high society parties this shit happens. See, like, big Harvard meetings. I think they're just KY jelly everywhere and just going for it. I mean, that part of it sounds quite fun. <laughs> what part of it doesn't sound fun? Oh, the pretense before it. The tuxedos and the fucking eating boat song. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, but if you... You'd definitely wear a tuxedo if you knew that, like, within about 20 minutes that tuxedo would be off and you'd be fucking elbow deep in a young boy or girl. (laughs) 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 I feel like we can say anything because this movie is so fucking out there that anything we say is still tame in comparison. Aye, absolutely. If If you listen to this episode and you haven't seen this movie yet, then I'd, you know, honestly... Go and watch it. But we've already ruined the end part for you, but fucking hell. Go and watch it. It's on Shudder UK just now and it's I think it's on Amazon Prime in America. It's you can I, I rented it, it for um to watch on Google Play for one pound ninety nine or something, so it's not you can get it reasonably cheap to watch it. Did you think after you rented it though, did you think I'm gonna actually go and buy this? Well I tried to I was I was watching uh, the Arrow Blu-ray version of it on eBay, somebody was selling it for four ninety nine and I was watching that to see what that went for. Yeah. It wasn't actually expensive, it, it went for? for like eight quid. I never got it though. When I first watched it it was Lena picked it up and I was like I've genuinely never heard of this film, but we'll sit and watch it. I thought that's fucking amazing. So then I've actually bought the steelbook, the American version. Mm-hmm. The American steelbook. Uh it's still to arrive just because I want to see the extras. Like I want to, I want to get into the mindset of everyone that was a part of this. 
Because it's wild. Yeah, did they know when they signed up for the movie that, that it was going to, like, was the third act written in the script when they when they signed on? Because <laughs> what, what actor, or what respectable actor sat there and went, okay, so what's happening now? Oh, his head comes through his arse. <laughs> ah, of course. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to play that scene. It's it's uh, fucking crazy. So let's let's talk about the end because there's still a bit to go. So after right. we, we meet the mum and dad and after like the people have chased him around the house, he comes down the stairs and he has to fight Ted Ferguson. He challenges Ted Ferguson to a fight one on one, and so Ted Ferguson agrees. But then some sometimes during this fight, it's like a punch for punch matchup, and then Ted punches him halfway through the room through the air as if he's like a superhero. <laughs> so it's like I think that that was just to get an excuse to throw somebody across across the room. I think, and then so and then I think he almost beats Billy. So then Billy's like Billy's like getting getting almost melted, and Ted's mouth's like starting to suck out like he's ready to suck all the essence out of him and then Billy just stares at him and just punches him right up the ass and that's <laughs> so he so he's doing what the judge done and then uh, this is when uh, Ted's mouth is going <laughs> cut scene and then his face is just back to normal and he's just like gunning away because he's got a hand up his ass but he then this is Billy like comes up and uses his face from the inside like a bowling ball pokes out his eyes and comes out his mouth and pulls his face back in through his body and turns him inside out. <laughs> like, do you ever, do you think you've never seen that? Pulls him fully inside out. I love this film. <laughs> but then, what, is, so what does that mean though? Does that mean that Billy's actually high society, that he was able to then melt Ted? Oh, it just shows that the lower classes can also participate. Follow your dreams and you can punch someone right through their insides. <laughs> it is it is so genuinely bizarre that that do you know what? I don't even I honestly don't even know. So once he's managed to pull Ted Ferguson inside out, his pal Milo, who's infiltrated the party as a as a cop, he kinda shouts him and, and they get away. They also take Clarissa, who was high society, but then has decided she doesn't want to be high society anymore and they escape with her. But they leave their homie, the big um hair eating woman. They just leave her at the party. <laughs> That's Clarissa's mum. Aye. <laughs> but, to be honest, maybe that's where she belongs. Because that woman's quite weird, man. The only, the only scenario I can see her fitting in is a big giant sex party. <laughs> like, with nobody questions why she's there. Like, everybody else is like, get their fingers inside skin and all that, and she's just eating hair as if, oh, that's normal. That's fine. Because it's a thing, see, if I've never been to a sex party, so I don't know. But if you're like well underway, like fucking six balls deep, and somebody ugly comes in, do you stop or do you just go for it? I think you just go for it. But then see the thing is, if I was going to like a like a sex orgy party, you would think that a sex orgy party is going to be like at least like you'd imagine the party will be a couple of hours, right? Because you'll have the introductions and the the drinks beforehand to loosen everybody up, and then when you get started to it, you're probably thinking you're wanting like the whole you know event to go for at least like an hour. Well. I'm probably going to be in and out before, you know, ends even really started. So I'll be sitting in the kitchen just, you know, just eating the eating the leftover hors d'oeuvres while everybody else has got a good time. Because <laughs> I'm already spent, you know? That's Should the only you thing, That's the only thing <laughs> I'd worry about about going to a, a sex party. Being done too quickly? Yeah. I think you would just take her as a Viagra though, so even if you were done, you could still just strut about. I you could you could still be there like pounding away. Might not be getting much off it, but just get sad and red raw, but you just put a smile on your face as if it's the best time of your life. 
<laughs> I'd like to think I turned up fashionably late, so the party was already well underway by the time I got there. And then I'd start in one room and then be like, oh shit, I'm not really interested in this. Go into another room, ejaculate, and then just make out as if I've been pounding for fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas anyone that had actually watched me knew that I'd just done like a quick three pump in one room and then finish in another. <laughs> And nobody would judge me. It'd be fine. Did you ever see the the Louis Theroux episode where he went to the sex party? <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching. Them. And he goes out to like the one of the rooms. It's like like a like a mattress room, and there's like four or five people banging in it. And he looks in. They're like, "You want to join?" And he's like, "Uh, no, thank you." And he goes back <laughs> again. It's like fuck. It's still bizarre. That's, and all, we... that's the only time I question Louis Theroux's commitment to documentary making <laughs> because he should have just he should have got in there. He just what does he do? Because there's the 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 couple that are running the parties. The guy's in there banging all the birds, and the wee wife is at the front door, get hanging out the macaroni salad, and he just goes and sits with her. <laughs> <laughs> How much must you love somebody to sit there and put up with all that if you don't <laughs> partake? That's the end of society, isn't it? Yep. There's nothing. What would you give it out of 10? Well, my final summation uh, the movie is bizarre. It starts off as a paranoid trip, and a lot of its characters aren't cliches. Even. Uh, with a few glimpses of body uh, changes peppered through the movie, I don't think anybody was expecting the third act on a first watch. The shit was next level, weird and sexy. It won't grace my favourite film list, and I probably only watch it less than a handful of times, like again in the future. But it was fun and full on bonkers, and I've gave it six nice open top jeeps out of ten. I thought the movie the movie is disgusting and dirty enough for without me having to add an extra thing in it in my ranking. I was going to say, of all the things that you could have rated it, the fucking tamest thing in the movie, I'd give it a... What did you give it then, sorry? Six. Six? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I gave it an 8.5. And I, and I want to give it a nine. Oh, I loved it. Oh, as soon as you watched it, I actually watched it again the next night myself. And then I watched it with my wee brother a few weeks later because I was like, you have to watch this film. It's so fucking bonkers that nobody expects it. Even people aren't fans of horror can watch it and although it's disgusting, they can still find something funny and something to enjoy in it. Like, like to, to, to a non-horror fan, it's so batshit crazy that they'll never forget it. But I don't think it's offensive. I don't think it's a, it's offensive and disgusting. Like a Serbian film. Yeah. Oh, it's no, yeah. It's, I, it's a different kind of offen- like People who just don't like to see like you know, like banging or whatever on screen, like would 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 be like, oh, it's not my taste, but it's not offensive. I don't think you could watch it and be like offended the way that Serbian film is banging wings. No, and I I think that I defy anyone to watch it and not and not find it fun. And I think it lends itself to a lot of rewatches as well because even though you know it's coming, it's still so fucking bonkers when it all when the party all kicks off. It's just it's just when. Once you've seen it all, and I think he's like before he has the end fight, I think, or it's after he has the fight, and they all just go back to fucking each other and sucking out Blanchard. That they just sing the wee song, the eating boat song over the top of it with the high pitched soprano that's singing it. It's like you're like just like in awe of this, you know? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, it's such a good film. If you've not seen it, go and watch it, even if you have to pay for it. Yeah, I, I do. I do recommend that you watch it at least once in your life. Uh, I'd love Brian Newsnet to bring more movies out. I don't think he's actually done anything in a while. I think he's just in a producing role now. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last time he done anything was 2010. Which is a shame because it, that, Return of the Dead 3, 
and Brady Reanimator were all excellent. I've not seen Brady Reanimator yet, but yeah, I mean, those other two are certainly watchable movies. Here's hoping he comes back. Maybe he'll listen to this and be like, oh shit, people do appreciate me. Yeah. And he'll come back. Imagine, he- imagine society played at Fright Fest. Oh, it would be, be a great reaction. Movie. Absolutely oh, great. Well, remember absolutely. last year they played Hellraiser like on the Thursday as a as a uh, what do you call it? Re, what do you call it when they do it up? Re, like a reimagining type. No, no uh, uh, remastered. 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 So they they showed Hellraiser. <laughs> so I mean they could show society one one year. Well, if not, I think we should do Scott and Lane versus Evil presents society, and we just find some sort of proper wee dark sex club in Glasgow. And we just show the movie, and then I'll fuck after it. Sounds like a, a winning idea. <laughs> so we're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this with what we've been watching the past few weeks. Hi, all you teenage comet zombies. This is Kelly Maroney, and you're listening to Scott and Liam versus Evil. Right. So I watched, finally watched Personal Shopper last night. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? And after slagging you for it at the start of the year, and. Then hearing it in everyone's top 10, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to need to put like a, I'm ready to actually admit that I've only just watched it and take back everything I said to Scott and everyone else that it was born, that Kirsten Stewart can't act, that it's just a dull movie. I thought I'm going to need to actually backtrack and just be a man about it. So I watched it last night and... I don't need to do any of that shit because that movie is boring as fuck. No, mm. oh, man. It is. Kristen Stewart and I, I I don't know. I think it's I think I've got a personal vendetta against her. She can't act. Oh sorry, she can act, but her acting is not to my taste. And my taste is just someone who has any sort of acting ability. She's fucking awful. She plays the same thing in every movie. No. I need, I, I, need, I need more from you. I need more from you. <laughs> the whole... He's all went on about on her tits are out and she I fucks in the bed. I wasn't, I wasn't banging on about the tits because that's just like part of You see boobies all the time these days and like, you know, each to their own boobies. She's got, you know, like 12-year-old boy boobies. But anyway, the the um, <laughs> the movie itself is just great. I don't know if I just, I just loved the whole feel of it. Like, I, I hated the CGI of, of the ghost. Like, I thought that was ridiculous. Like, if they took, taken the CGI out and just made it the movie, like, and just made him there without anybody actually being able to see him, I'd have been like, that, that's, that's, that's better. But the actual film itself, I just loved the feel of it. I loved the, 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 I don't know, the Europeanness of it, the accents, the art house here. Honestly, I'd just take my socks off and just watch this movie. It's great. See, I'm now thinking that if I ever want to get you behind a film idea I have I might just go on a train and film me texting someone <laughs> for an hour and a half and you fucking enjoy it because that's what this movie is I would I totally totally would <laughs> as, long, as long as I filmed it with a wee bit of saturation and it made it look art housey you'd be all for it I, I really this movie it, it doesn't provide anything I it's, really really would that's, that's all I need in a movie <laughs> art house and people texting I Maybe even give me a thoughtful voiceover and I'll be right all about it. I'll just jizz in my pants. <laughs> she's meant to be a personal shopper. She's got the fucking fashion sense of somebody with no fashion sense. <laughs> she's dull. She can't really make eye contact with other characters. And I get that that's maybe trying to make her feel so- as if she's socially awkward. Uh, but it doesn't. It just looks like she really 
she can't act. It's because she doesn't she doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to be there. She's there for she's trying to contact her dead brother. She just the, the, the job that she's got just is a side effect, you know, it's not she doesn't want to be in that job, so she's having to put up with her life because she can't leave her brother. So technically she's in a catch twenty two. She's she's struggling. Uh, no, I feel like she doesn't want to be there as in, in the actual movie. <laughs> Every movie she's in, I feel like she doesn't want to be there. See if you don't want to properly act it or you're still raging about being typecast as the Twilight Girl. Fuck off. <laughs> Absolutely just fuck off. She annoys me. <laughs> and that, that I can't... I understand how some people might like it in a way, but to give it any more than... Like a 5 out of 10 seems ludicrous to me because it was just so dull. And there's a scene, spoiler, if you've not seen it, near the end where the brother kind of walks past the window and you see him. And then when he gets to the next pane of glass, it's just like a floating glass. And I was like, that is just stupid. That's the CGI that I hate. See if they just didn't do that. See if they just like knocked the glass off the table and that was it. That would have been like, right, fair Because then I'd be like, right, okay, the brother's there. I don't need to see a ghost. Do you know what I mean? So that was that's certainly what I, I had problems with. But give me society ten times out of ten over this. Aye, but they're not the same film. They're not even the same style of film. You can't. You can't. I know society is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you watched anything else? I don't know if I have. I'm trying to think. I watched uh, Cloverfield Paradox, but I don't know if I gave it enough attention to be able to talk about it just now. I also watched the start of Pay the Ghost. Um, it's a Nicholas Cage movie that's on Netflix. Um, I was planning on watching it, but Chris Holt had sent me a Snapchat of him watching it, and I thought oh, I'll just give it a go. I'm only very at the start, yet, so I don't know if uh, Nicholas Cage ramps it up uh, or not. But um, he was dressed as a cowboy for a wee bit, so that was kind of fun. <laughs> How you sold it, yeah. Nicholas Cage as a cowboy. Yeah. I'm on movie like sixty-two. Oh yeah, yeah. How, how's that going? It's good quite well. I'm sure, I'm sure it's sixty-two. Are you? Let me check. Are you above? Are you ahead of the days? How many days in the, in the year we've had so far? Uh, well, there's currently there's been 20, 30, 40, 50, 52 days in the year. And you're so at, far. You're at maybe sixty. I, I am on sixty-four. So personal shopper was number sixty-three. That's that's all right. That's yeah. all right. And then because obviously that's we've got um, fright fest coming up next week, so you'll add on another twelve or thirteen onto that. I think that's what will really help me because that's nobody watches that many movies in two days. Yeah. So it should take me ahead. My friend John's doing it with me, and I think he's like fucking five or six movies ahead of me. Right. But it's because he he doesn't actually well he does work, but I wouldn't call it work. He can watch movies at work <laughs> and at home, so he deserves to be ahead of me. The the bastard. Uh, but I watched one another day there, and if you follow the group, you'll see it. It's called Die You Zombie Bastards, and I honestly think it's my favourite movie of all time. Is this? You were talking about this. You told me about it, and you were talking about it in the group as well. Is this? And is this on um, Netflix at all? Or where did, where did you see no, it? No, I got it from America, right? Because the DVD was like a limited release, and they were signed by the director, and it was like, oh my god, it's the twelfth anniversary, and it just sounded like nonsense. I think I've got. Uh, like number four out of the thousand because I don't think anybody else has bought it <laughs> but it's as I said in the group it's like a CKY skip video see like the old Beastman vs Skeletor yeah. clip that came with I'm sure it was CKY 4 uh-huh. it's as if whoever made that 
or like Batman Generative, took that, turned it into a feature length film, and just there's so many hilarious does it, global lines. Does it have a story? Is it like Haggard? Did you ever watch the CKY movie Haggard? It's it's like Haggard, but way funnier. Right. It's like a nineties MTV CKY written by the mighty Bush and the League of Gentlemen. Right. <laughs> the story is there's this kind of couple that are serial killers, and she goes missing because there's this guy that is a bit of a demon that is stealing the woman. Uh, <laughs> he's got this massive dick and he's got to steal the woman and I can't I, I don't actually remember why but he then becomes like a superhero to go and fight him but he's got like an army of zombies that he keeps sending out and he's got to fight through the zombies and that's that's essentially the movie I'm, I'm gonna next time you come round we can sit and watch it or oh, I, I defy you not to enjoy it it's so fucking good is this like a movie that you would show to a group with a couple of drinks or a couple of smokes? I think I I think the more people there and the drunker or the higher you are, the funnier the movie is. Like if you, you watch it yourself, but if, if you're expecting a serious film, you'd probably turn it off. Yeah. But just watching it with pals is a laugh. I don't think there's a movie that beats it. It's fucking brilliant. All right, I'm on board. So I'm going to I'll get you around and we'll watch it and. Yeah, if you're from America, buy it on DVD. If you're from the UK and have an American or like a multi-region player, go on DiabolicDVD.com and buy it because it's... I watched it again the, the next day and then again two days later and I, I'm not usually one for rewatches, but I still find it hilarious every time. <laughs> I have to keep rewinding it to film bits of it on my phone because I couldn't <laughs> believe how funny I was finding it. It's great. I so well that's everything I've got to say, but I just want to say again to anybody that's listening about we apologise that there was a delay in getting this episode out. Um, we're trying out uh, a couple of new techniques to get um, our recording process a lot smoother, a lot faster, mainly um, to record when we're not in the same room. So if there's any difference in sound quality this week, it's because we're trying something new. So hopefully it's all going to work well and we'll keep be able to bash out episodes every two weeks for you, maybe mm-hmm. even more than that. It's hard to schedule in recording time when we've got to drive to the other side of Glasgow because that's like a huge distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along with shifts and stuff. So hopefully this way, and if we can up the sound quality and do that kind of shit, yeah, we'll be able to provide you with the hilarious entertainment that you have come to expect from Scotland vs. Evil. We've had a lot of new lessons recently. Our lessons have shot up. Uh, February's looking like it's going to blow every other month we've ever had out the water for lessons which is quite interesting considering we've only released one episode yeah and the um, <laughs> the group as well the group I mean it's still in the early days yet but the group's well over 100 members now we're, we're creating up people seem to keep wanting to join and a lot of people are talking in it as well which is pretty good uh-huh. um, usually it's just us talking yeah so, <laughs> so thanks, thanks thanks for that guys, guys. Uh, so where people that aren't in the group what are you waiting for uh, where can you find us you can get us on Facebook you search Scott and Liam versus Evil uh, you'll find the group you can join it we'll approve you unless you're a dick 
but no, we'll, 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 we'll approve you. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at Scott and Liam Versus, and we're also on Instagram at Scott and Liam Versus Evil. And if you want to email us uh, fan fiction suggestions for movies that we should watch, you can email us at Scott and Liam Versus Evil at hotmail.com. What we might try to do if we get our scheduling better and we can bring up or bring out episodes maybe once a week, we're going to change it to one week will be Scott's pick, one week will be my pick, and one week will be the pick of the group on Facebook. Uh, we'll either do a poll of a few movies that people can pick or just get folk to shout out movies and whatever gets the most likes or the most comments will be the movie that we'll review that week. Uh, it makes us interact more with everyone that's listening and I think it'll be quite fun. It yeah. could also be we can then see movies that neither is have seen, which would be quite fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we'll start doing that over the next few weeks and hopefully you'll join in and hopefully it's good. So next episode will be Scott's pick and we'll see you then. See you later. See you later.